Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, and in the midst of us. Like you do every day, I'm excited. I'm excited today because God is good even when we're not. God is great even when we're not. <laughs> God is faithful to us when we're not. God has always been a restorer and keeper of his word. And that's something we all need to get to understand that God is a keeper of his word. I don't know about us. Well, today I want to talk to you about an interesting topic. Um, something I was thinking about. Uh, well, actually, there's something that came to me. And that was the topic of the family of God. You know, uh, the family of God is very unique, quite different than every other family on this planet. So let's talk today about the family of God. And it's very interesting because God does have a family. Let's find out who's, a, who's actually part of his family. Bow your head for a minute and let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you on behalf of those that are here with me this afternoon and those that are listening by the ways of this pod, by podcast or by the television broadcast, YouTube, Twitter, wherever way they may listen and watching this broadcast today. I ask that you touch every liberal soul that you save, deliver, and make free. Break every yoke, open the understanding of your word, and give them your grace and your mercies. I count it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bibles. Let's talk about the family of God. Now, everybody comes from somewhere. Some people come from different families. Some people come from uh, different hereditaries and uh, different uh, backgrounds. And uh, people come from different places. And uh, 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 there's different ways that uh, uh, people came about, meaning that some people don't know their mother some people don't know their father, but they were born, given up for adoption or cast out or whatever the case. They had some type of family that they didn't know. That, that happens a lot. Especially today. But today I want to talk to you about the family of God. The family of God. And it's real interesting because being part of God's family comes with multitudes of blessings, appointments, uh, protection. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, when you really look at it, you read the Bible, talk, uh, you read the Bible, you see that God sent forth his angels to protect people. But then you also look at the days of presidents and people that are in power. They have uh, 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 protection, uh, protection details. Some of them have like Secret Service protect them. Some of them have uh, 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 different uh, 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 private agency protect them. But God has his angel protect his family, watch over his family. Okay, so let's go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. And let's talk a little bit about God and his family. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28 says, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish, and of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that it moves upon the earth. 
Now let's read it one more time. Then God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over it, over the fish and over the of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God gave command for them to watch over his earth. But first, let's run over. Let's run now. Let's run. I want to come back to this verse, but let's run to Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Let's run to Genesis chapter verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 18. And let's look at that real quick. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help me for him. I'll read it again. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 said, And the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a help me for him. Now, since God is a God of family, he had to make us a help me. He had to make man a help me. See, people got that all crossed up today. God just said, Let us make man a help punching bag. God didn't say that. God didn't say, let's make yourself, let's let's make us a drag around the street or drag around the house. He didn't say that. He said, help me. This is where these men got this all mixed up and all confused today. That they think the woman is just supposed to stay home and make babies and clean the kitchen and do all that stuff. That's not what the scripture says right here. It said, help me. What do help me mean? Help me the bill. Help me the bills. Help me the things that help me, 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 me. It mean mean what it means. It means exactly what it means. Help me. The wife is supposed to be a help, not girlfriend. We know there nowhere in the Bible said girlfriend. A side chick. <laughs> Y'all got it all wrong. The Bible never said nothing about no side chick and no girlfriend. Either you were a spouse to that woman to marry her, or y'all not. Y'all have no nothing going on. Let's get this the way. Let's really go back to what the Word of God says. Either you were a spouse or being engaged to her, or there ain't nothing going on. Ain't no side chick. Ain't no mistress. Everybody in the Bible that played that game suffered heavy consequences. And you will too. But this scripture here is saying that since this is about the God of family, this is what God said. I see that Adam cannot be alone. So I'm going to make him someone out of him to help him meet things that need to be done. Tend to help him tend to the garden. Y'all got to really read the Bible. God gave him to help me. <laughs> People think that God meant when he made women for man that she was supposed to be his slave. Ain't no way in the Bible said that. Nowhere in the word of God, God said anything contrary to what he had been saying. I want to tell you this. I got to get you to understand it. The word of God is already settled in heaven. Heaven, you can make all the version Bibles you want. God's word already settled. settled and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm so glad. Your wealth, your knowledge, your technology still can't outdo God. <laughs> You'll never outdo him. The God of family. 
So when you look at this verse in verse 218, it says, and the Lord, and the Lord God said, It is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him a help meet to him. A help meet for him. Somebody to help me. She's gonna help meet the things in the home, help dress the garden, help take care of the garden, because they were in the garden and eating that. They're gonna help do this stuff. She that's what she's gonna do. And then let's go back to chapter 1, verse 28. And let's read what verse 28 said now. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish and over the fowls over the air and over every living thing upon the earth. That's what God told them. That's what God told them. God never mentioned to them to meddle with the devil or listen to the devil or pay many devil any mind. God told them what he wanted them to do because he's a God of family. He wanted them to replenish and have a family, extend their family. That's what God wanted. Uh, I was talking with one of my pastor friends some time ago and he, he was talking about, we were talking about an accident that happened where the whole family was wiped out. Generations was, you know, a van. Uh, I think the mother, the children, and the grandparents, everybody died. Everybody died in a car accident. Those generations were wiped out. And then I know of a story. Uh, when the lady died, that was the end of her generation. There was no more her family after she died. After she died, there was no more family. There was no cousins, no uncles, nothing. Everybody was gone. Once she died, there was no more existence of her heredity. There was no more existence of her family name. Everything was born. She was the last one. She had no children, so there was no one else after her. Her property and everything went to the state, because there was nobody to claim it. There were no family members. There was nobody there. But you got to understand something here. God is a God of family. The devil is a God of destruction. He's destroyed. He loves destroying family. That's why he gets some families on drugs. Because he know if you get him on drugs, he's going to destroy that family. He's going to mess that family up. When you open the door for the devil, he's going to come into your family and have a field day. He's going to come into your family and wreck your family and be happy about it. People often get upset when they see people on drugs, in prostitution, and all kinds of stuff. They get upset. But that's the devil's doing. He is the God of destruction. He is the God of confusion. However, God is the God of peace, love, joy, sound mind. He is the God of family. God wanted them to replenish the earth. Have dominion over the yeah, Why do you think the animals don't like humans? Because we become destructive to them. If you notice anything about animals, animals have their family. But yet they hunt and kill just to eat. Now they don't get hunt. They don't get hunt to kill and kill. They don't run around. The lions don't run around killing every living thing. No. If you will watch any of those videos, they sit right out there with the hunt. animals. Other animals too. They hungry. The animals know one of them gonna get taken down that day because the lion is hungry. But they still gonna try to outrun. Did you hear me? 
God is a God of family. The lions have family. The tigers have family. Uh, uh, the bulls have family. Everybody has family. But we are God's family. We were given dominion over everything, but because of our deeds, the animals do not like us that much. The tigers, the leopards, uh, uh, the many animals do not like me. They know when we come around, we're coming around for a destructionable we're not coming around for peacefulness. We're coming around to hunt, just to hunt. How many people you know he's tigers? How many people you know he's lions? No, they just want to, they want to scalp them and uh, take their skin and all this other stuff. They just want to hunt for fun, not for food. But God is the God of family. He's the institutor and starter and controller of family. It is us that walk away from God, and then therefore God can no longer call us the same. We can no longer obtain the blessing and the protection from God when we walk away from We walk away from He can't do nothing. It's just like a child saying, well, I'm grown now. I don't want to be here no more, my dad. I think I saw my get my own place. Okay, when you get your own place, you're on your own now. Oh, no, mom, you're going to still take care of my, pay me my bills and stuff. Oh, no, I'm not. Can you imagine his son telling the father, well, dad, I'm going to get my own place. But I want you to pay the rent, the light bill, the gas bill, my car note, and everything else for me. The father would more than likely laugh at the son. They say, you're old enough to get your own place, your own home. You're old enough to pay all of your own bills. And then when the son goes out there to get his place, he realized after a while the struggle the father has had to maintain keeping a roof over his head. He now see he got to pay rent every month. He now see he got to pay light bill every month. He now see he got to keep gas in his own car. Now he realized what the parents went through. He no longer is going to squander his money. He's going to try to hold on his money because daddy say, once you leave, you're not coming back. And he know what father means, what he said. The difference with man and God and what his family is, God is a loving God. He chastised those that he loved. So you walk away from God, you're going to get some chastisement. You better read what the scripture says because it's talking about the uh, the lambs and stuff. When they walk away, they run away. The shepherd breaks their leg. So you don't want to get your leg broken. Stay you behind with God. Don't go nowhere. But God is the God of family. He looks after his family. He looks and protects his children. But he cannot protect you when you go outside. On your own. If you don't let God direct you, you go out on your own. You're on your own. There's a big thing. It's not funny. Beloved, you got to understand something about when you walk with God. You have to obey what he says. Don't do what, just because other people, I'm telling you, you don't do just what other people are doing. Oh, I know they say, so they're doing this thing. God's not saying, no, 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 no. You got to do what God's word says. You can't follow people like that. If what they doing is not based on the word of God, I'm telling you, don't do it. Let's move on. Let's go to Amos chapter 3. Let's talk a little bit more about the God of family. Amos chapter 3. Amos chapter 3 and verse 1. Listen to this. 
hear the word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Listen to this again. Talking about the family of God. Listen to this again. Amos chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 says, Hear the word, hear this word that the Lord God, that the Lord has spoken against you. O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, verse 2. You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Did you hear that? Out of all the families of the earth, God chose Israel to be his family. God chose Israel to be his family, but Israel did despite to what God told them to do. God brought them up out of the hand of Egypt. They did despite just the way we do despite. God say, be holy. We ain't going to be holy. We telling God we're not doing that. We want to be just like the world. The world don't have to spend time seeking you. The world doesn't have to spend time doing this. But they can lay on their deathbed and call in and you save them. So I want to do the same thing. And that's the dumbest thing you could do because there's no guarantee when your deathbed is going to come. And there's no guarantee God is going to honor anything you say. The Bible said, behold, now is the time of salvation. Choose you whom you're going to serve. Amen. Not on your deathbed. There's no guarantee of eternal life on your deathbed. Deathbed salvation has never been guaranteed. No one. The Bible said, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation. Get right when you hear God calling you, accepting that your Savior. Deathbed, your deathbed could be, stand. you know what? I know of a story of a man that worked on a job, uh, I think was in maintenance. Do you know he died that night? He died. And you know where they found that man? Standing up at his locker, holding the locker. You know the little locker they had? He was dead standing up. He must be caught a heart attack opening his locker, and he was still holding his locker dead. Standing up. Isn't that something? The man was dead standing up. People think, I got plenty of time. I hear young people say, I got plenty of time to get right with God. Well, I constantly hear about stories of young people get killed in car accidents. Kids committing suicide from being bullied and all this other stuff. There is no such thing. Yep, that's salvation. Where is it? Show me it in the Bible. Show me in the Bible where there's a guarantee for death, bed, salvation. I'll stop talking about it. But my Bible makes it plain there is no such thing as deathbed salvation. It makes it very plain. The day you hear the voice of God telling you to repent of your sin, like today, repent of your sin, except Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. There's no guarantee for tomorrow. I don't know where people keep getting this thing from. The family of God. Amen. Look at this verse in Amos chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. I'm going to tell you, listen, I want you to understand what it's saying. Hear the word that the Lord God has spoken against you. Amen. People say, oh, God don't say nothing bad. God did speak against them. He said he was going to punish them for their iniquity. Just that he said he'll punish us for our iniquity, our sins, our wrongdoing, our rebellion, disobedience. 
It's the same way when a child is disobedient against a parent. The child is chastised by the, a parent in the right mind going to chastise their child when they're wrong. Amen. When a child, the parent tells the child, Johnny, don't touch that. You're going to burn yourself on the stove. Now, this is a smart parent. She's going to warn Johnny again. Johnny, I said don't touch that. Johnny's going to go on and touch it and go burn his hand. And she's going to pop it. Pow. I told you don't touch it. Then he's really suffering. Why? Because the parent chastised him. And it's the same thing. God does. He chastises the people, his children, when they do wrong. God is the money that was God that lets you do any old thing and let any old thing happen to you because he loves his family. I know of no man that lo that, don't, that loves his child and his sons and his daughter are going to let them do anything. I don't know nobody like that. Not that love their children. Them child, them children are going to get some hot behind when their parents tell them to stop. But this scripture here in Amos chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, it said, Hear the word of the Lord. Now, hear the word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family, everybody. Not some, everybody, which are brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, only you have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for your iniquity. They thought they were getting away. See, you got, you got to be careful. Church folks have this thing in their head. I can get away with what I'm doing because I'm a child of God. That's the biggest deception the devil got people believing. The Bible says everyone that named the name of Christ should depart from iniquity come out of your sin. You cannot expect to be saved. If you were the alcoholic and you hang out in a bar, you're not going to stay saved. Those people that are there to drink, they're not there to have Bible study. They're not there to have church service. They're there to do one thing. Drink. Congregate and drink. That's what the bartender is there for. He's there to shake down my titties and make their drinks for them. He didn't come there. He's going to tell you, coming. I'm coming to tell a gospel. He's going to say, going to tell that gospel outside. This is not the place for that. This is not a church. You want to talk about Jesus? Tell the people to go outside the door. But in here, we're going to drink. They're going to buy their drinks. They're going to listen to the milk and have a good time. That bartender got every right to say that. He said, I can't believe you said it. It's a fact. Is it a church? It's a bar. What do people do in the bar? I'm drinking my water, see? That's what they do. They go in there to drink. Some bars have, uh, uh, they have offer food and stuff. People get food. They sit down and have a good time drinking. But the bar is for drinking. The bar is not for church. So you yeah. saying God saved you and you hanging out in a bar every day. Somebody's lying. God is the author of confusion. God is not going to put you back where he brought you out of before you're ready to tell somebody something. Oh, y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got to get this right. God is the God of family, not confusion. That's the devil. I said God is not the God of confusion. He's the God of family. He's not going to take you out of darkness, bring you into his marvelous, marvelous light, and have you go sit in darkness. He don't operate that way. God has never operated outside of his word. He said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let's move on. 
Let's go now to Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 3. Listen to this, what God has to say about the truth. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 14. It says, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. I'll read it again. The Lord said, Turn, ye backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, I will take you, one of a city, two of a family, and bring you to Zion. Did you hear what he was saying? God is a God of family. He wanted them to return from their backsliding. He wanted us to return from our backsliding. What is backsliding? What is backsliding? It's going back. It's going back to your ways. It's making a 180-degree turn and going back, walking down the block from the very block. That's like a dog returning to its vomit. You're going backwards. And you're happy about it. Excuse <laughs> me. Going back. Funny, when the weather changed, I started sneezing. I'm feeling like one of like the weather changed. But getting back to this message here, that, that they went back. But God was concerned because he loved his family. Unlike the devil, you don't care what happened to you. But God does. He said, return, oh, ye backslided. And he said something unique. I am married to you. And I will take you. God wants to bring you back. God wants to restore the joy of your salvation. Matter of fact, God wants to give you some joy. A lot of people can say, never have no type of joy. Never have no type of excitement. God wants to give you joy. Amen. God wants to give you excitement. God wants to stir you up. God wants to give you a taste of the good powers of the world to come. God wants you to see all his grace, all his love, all his power, all his ability. The Bible said no good thing with evil hope and on that walk uprightly before him. Walk uprightly before him. Return unto the Lord. Repent of your sins. Ask Christ to come back into your life and guide your life. Oh, beloved, 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 understand this. There is no such thing. Is once saved, always saved. There's nowhere in the Bible. Regard, listen to me. I know people, you hear people say things like, you take one step, God will take two. Beloved, it's not in the Bible. There's no such scripture that supports that. One saved, always saved. You take one step, God will take two. And one of the biggest ones they always had, and I even believe in it till we I did some research, uh, it, it says, uh, they say, you know, the Bible said in business be man. Well, that's not in the Bible either. That's not in the Bible. There's no scripture actually say um, business be man. But all of them, all appreciate everybody right now saying God said in business be man. Show us it because it's not there. There's no scripture says God said in business be man. 
You're supposed to be about your father's business, but he did not say business be made. Don't cross up the scriptures. But the scripture here tells us turn on backsliding children. Notice he said children. Turn on backsliding children. Let me pray for the uh, television broadcast now. Father, in Jesus' name, I should touch every liberal soul watching this broadcast right now. Break every yoke in their lives. Meet every need in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And those that's watching this broadcast uh, in the upcoming week, I'll be adding a special page to the Tabernacle of Deliverance INC that all those of y'all that are in the United States and you want to go to, come to a, a play that we're going to be are going to it's going to be um april uh april 15th but it'll be information to be on the tabernacle deliverance inc.org you'll see that coming in the upcoming week you can learn more about it when you go to the uh, website all right that's inc.org and learn more god bless you and i'll see you soon okay the scripture says and uh uh jeremiah chapter 3 verse 14 it says Turn all black slide backsliding children. He's talking to his children. Save the Lord. For I am married unto you. This is what God is trying to get us to see. Well, number one, he's children. We are his children. He is our father. Don't you notice when we pray, we say, Father God, in the name of Jesus. That's who we call him, Father. That's who we call him. But God is married to those that backslide. That's why I tell people there's no such thing as once saved, always saved. I hear people sing that song. I found, I think I found the Lord. I found the Lord. I think I found the Lord. I found the Lord. You know what? I wish they would stop lying. The Lord was never lost. The Lord was never lost. And they study singing, and everybody jumping to the beat. I think I found the Lord. I found the Lord. I think I found the Lord. I found the Lord. The Lord strikes his innocent. I was never lost. <laughs> I was, they make like the Lord was lost. These, these songwriters are lying and demonizing stuff, crossing up stuff. You got to listen to these words. The Lord has never been lost. He never needed saving. They need to change it that I was lost and the Lord found me. I was lost and the Lord found me. But I ain't know. I think I found the Lord. The Lord was never lost. Amen. The God of family was never lost. It is us that's lost. Y'all listen to these songs. Put on just a beat to keep you going. Listen to these words. Make sure those words are applying with the word of God. They got many so-called gospel songs today and ain't got no gospel in it. Y'all just dumb. Y'all just go to the beat. Y'all don't know what they could be worshiping the devil in the song. They could all about it could all be about worshiping the devil and you're clapping your hands and praise the Lord, everybody. Yeah, and you don't know what the words are saying. The God of thought, oh my goodness, the God of family is not the God of confusion. I want to tell you all this, and if I could get you just to understand it, that God, the Father, the Lord thy God, never, ever changes. He say, I'm the Lord thy God that changes not. He don't change. 
He's been the same for thousands of years, and he's not going to change for us. Man say the earth is 6,000 years old. That's what they record. Yeah, but check this out. On one hand, this is funny. They say uh, 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 earth is 6,000 years old. They could record it 6,000 years old. But then you notice you ever hear them talking about dinosaurs a million years old. Now, wait a minute. On one hand, they say this is 6,000. On the other hand, say the thousand dinosaurs are millions of years old. <laughs> Let's get this straight. God, the creator of the end of the earth, knows everything, man dumb. But you want to know something funny about this? Man, quicker follow what some man said and then go check facts. He'll go right by it. And it's the same thing with preachers. They go by something the preacher says. A preacher will get up and preach a, a part of a scripture and don't tell you the rest. And you jumping up and down. You don't know what it really was said. But you ain't reading your Bible. The word of God is already settled. It's stable. It's effective. And it's going to accomplish that which God sent it out to do. It's going to accomplish that. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14 says very simple. Return, turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city, two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. God wants to bring you out of your mess. God wants to bring you out of your mess and bring you into his loving kind family. Everybody, listen to me. Listen to me. Everybody goes in the synagogue. Everybody goes in the temple. Everybody goes in the church. Don't know God. Everybody goes to church. Goes to houses of worship. Some of them don't go there at all for God. They're going to see what they could do. See who they could destroy. Who they could snuff out spiritually. Everybody don't serve God. Everybody's not God's child. That's why he said with the children of Israel, out of all the families on earth, he picked them. But I want to let you know something also about when they came out of Egypt. The Bible tells us that there was other people that came out of Egypt, but not by Moses. Those people didn't come out by Moses. They came out, they just followed Moses. But they wasn't following under the mighty hand of God. They followed Moses now. They had no intention of following God or serving God. That's why you got to watch people. The Bible says, watch as well as pray that you enter not into temptation. You got to observe people. The family of God is very unique. Amen. It's unlike any other family. It has such a unique closeness. I know I, I was talking with uh, one of my brothers, a natural brother. And we were talking about how we got wrapped up in church. And we didn't have time for our own family. It happens. You get so wrapped up with the people of God, you want to always be together when the people of God get together, but then you 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 somehow you somehow disconnect with your family. And you you done forgot about your natural family. They doing their stuff, they ain't saved. So you going on with the church, praising the Lord. But I want to tell you something. Be careful with that. Because your family are souls too. You should spend some time with your family. You don't got to drink and carry on with them. Just be present sometimes. Just be present. So uh, I went to a relative, a uh, funeral over the, uh, uh, on Friday. 
And I just wanted to be present and they would happen to see me. But they know that I don't care. They were going to have a big thing on Saturday. They're going to be jumping and rocking and hooping and hopping. I'm going to go into that. I told them I couldn't come anyway if I wanted to. But I went Friday night to spend some time with them, to hug some of them, to say hi to some of them. But the funny part about this whole thing is some of their children don't even know who I am. It happened. It happened. We get so wrapped up in church and our church family, our spiritual God family, to our natural family. <laughs> but that's not God's plan. Because they'll never get to know the love of God through you unless you're around. They'll never get to know the love of God through you. All the love of God can spread through anybody that loves God and walks with God, but through you. Amen. Because you're fam part of the family of God. You've got saved. You've given your life to the Lord and you walk with the Lord. But the thing is that you need to show your family. Not telling them they're going to hell. Not telling them they're going to be lost. Living a life before them to let your light so shine before men that they will glorify your father which is in heaven and say, how can I be saved? I had a young man many years ago when I was going back in Tabernacle years ago. And he came up to me and said to me, I always laugh about it when I think about it. He came up to me and said, you shocked me. He said, somebody told me you're a highly anointed, highly anointed man of God. I want to be like you. I love them like he was insane. I said, I don't know who told you that. Now, I know one thing for sure. You don't want to be nothing like me because you have no idea what I go through. You want to be like Jesus. <laughs> you don't want to go through what I'm going through. I'm not even going to begin to tell you what I've been through. But that's going through. You want to be like Christ Jesus. You want to be like the family of God. You don't want to be like Bernard. You don't want to go through and make a dumb mistake someday. You don't want to walk into the broad world I walk in. You don't want to suffer the thing that suffer. You have no idea. You just see me in a suit and a tie. Oh, yeah, I may be anointed. I don't know about all that highly, but I'm anointed. But there's something goes along with that anointing. There's something that goes along with the anointing that I have. It's just not that I can get up and preach with the anointing and people get to live in. It's not that simple. It's a life and suffering that goes along with it that's never told across the pulpit. Never told on this broadcast all the sufferings. I don't need to tell you everything I'm going through. It ain't necessary. My job is to tell you how to get to heaven. Can I get an amen? Amen. My job is to tell you how to get to eternal life, obtain eternal life. Not about, but it's not about me. So when a young man told me that, I said, no, you know, you need to be, be like Jesus. You don't need to be like me. You don't need to be like me. And that was 25, 30 years ago. He has no idea what I've been through. Or what I've been through in the last 30 years. Amen. The focus is to get you to become part of God's family and remain a part of God's family. He is the God of family. You need to become part of his family. But also remember your earthly family. Don't neglect them. Amen. Do not neglect the family of God. Don't neglect them. Let's move on. We already talked about the family of God every backside and every turn into God. Let's move on. Let's go to Romans 8, 16 real quick. Romans 8, 16. <clears throat> I hope none of y'all gambling on these scriptures I'm giving you, because I know some people will be, when they hear scripture, they go gambling. Curse be your hands for you if you're doing that. Okay, Romans 8, 16. 
Roman 8, 16 said, the spirit itself bear witness with our spirit, with, uh, with our spirit, that we are, what? The children of God. And I, I read it again. Roman 8, 16 says, the spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. When you get Christ in your life, when you accept Christ as your personal Savior, when you get in that word of God, you're going to see that the Spirit of God is going to bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. Nobody need to tell you. You don't remember, am I saved? You know if I'm saved? You think I'm saved? You think I know Jesus? You ain't got to tell nobody that. You don't got to walk with no tattoo on your back saying I'm saved. You don't got to do that. Beloved, you don't have to walk around with everything, a, a hat, hat on your head, a hat on your head said, I'm saved. Or jacket said, I'm saved. The Bible said that you see the light walk therein. The scripture here says, the spirit itself bear witness with our spirit. When you get the right spirit in you. When you get the spirit of God in you. When you get the spirit of Christ Jesus in you, when you repent of your sin and ask Jesus to become your Lord, personal Savior, your spirit will bear witness with you that you are a child of God. The God of family is your father. Isn't that something? The God of family is your father. Okay. A lot of people don't know this, but I want to I wanna, I wanna explain this to you. Since a lot of y'all don't know, there is a difference between Jesus and his father, okay? Here's the difference. Check this out. The Lord thy God is almighty God. The Lord Jesus Christ is Jesus. The Lord thy God, read your Bibles right there. The Lord thy God is almighty God, God the Father. The Lord Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. That's why he is the God of family. Now look at the verse again. Amen. The spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. God is a spirit. They that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. You can't worship God no other way. You listen. You can't worship God with your money. Your money don't worship God. Your spirit is what worship God. This natural body, though, this flesh that we live in, it doesn't want to worship God. It want to pacify itself. It want to do everything that makes it feel good, even if it's harmful. You don't believe me? People drink because it makes them feel good, and they get they think about alcoholic spirit, and they killing they they killing their flesh, but their flesh want it. That's how it is. I drink water because it keeps me cool. And this natural body loves it because when I drink the water, it flows down my tummy real nice and cool. It feels good. That's pleasing the flesh, not the spirit. The spirit don't need no water. The spirit need the word of God. The flesh don't want the word of God because you got to read it and study it. Your flesh want to be doing something else, watching TV or doing something else, hanging out with your friends. But when your natural body get cold, you want to drink something cool. You don't want to drink no hot tea when you're hot. You want to drink something that can feel cool. Know the difference between the two. Look at that verse again. 
The spirit itself, Romans 8, 16, the spirit itself bear witness without spirit that we are the children of God. You got to become a child of God. It's just not something that happened. It's not just that you go to church. You just going to church don't make you a child of God. That's just religious stuff. That's just pleasing to your flesh. So you go there so everybody see they know you came, you looking good, you tipping in the church, you got your fat. You know, you know, now you know now. They 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 now upgraded. Everybody in the church upgraded. They went all kind of fancy masks now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they do. I got one right here. I got this one. Okay. This one, look, look, look. This mask I got here. Y'all that's watching it. They say got a nice little hole that you could breathe through or whatever. Okay. Yeah, got all kind of masks. I seen them with uh like little diamond pearls and things. So they got all kind of masks. So they upgraded. Now they put on their fancy masks when they go to church. They upgraded from looking a fancy hat, fancy suit, fancy dress. Now they upgraded a fancy mask. <laughs> That's appealing to the flesh, not the spirit. Isn't that something? Notice the spirit remains the same. The only thing that excites the spirit is the word of God. Fleshy stuff don't excite the spirit. That's flesh. Fleshy stuff. Fancy cars, fancy homes, fancy cars. That's appealing to the flesh. Beautiful looking wife. Whoa. And you got a pretty wife. You look walking down the street, look good. And all the brothers look and say, ooh, she good looking. She pretty. And you bragging is my wife. Well, if the husband ain't good looking, she's not gonna brag too much on. She's not gonna say to my husband, unless he's the pastor or something. He's gonna say, This is my husband. <laughs> That's fleshly appeal. But the scripture said the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You don't need nobody to tell you you say. When you really get saved, you don't need a soul to tell you you say. That's what I like about salvation. That's what I like about God. That's not the thing going on the list that I like about God. He will let you know himself. And I experienced that. God will let you know that you say. For yourself. Let's move on. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 15, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15. <clears throat> Listen to that. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15 said, Of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. I'll read it again. Of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. Notice he said whole family where? In heaven and in earth is named. The whole family of God in heaven. See the family of God in heaven. See, people got this thing wrong about heaven. They don't understand about heaven. Heaven is the place where people go. There's a family up there. Oh, my God. The family of God is named in heaven and named in the earth the same. There's no difference. We are all named by the God of family. We are all children of the living God when we're saved. Not, I want to say it again, not a church goer. Going to church, I know people get mad at me when I say, going to church, I never say You could go to Holy Trinity Tabernacle, the Tabernacle Deliverance, Tabernacle Prayer, uh, uh, Shiloh, House of Prayer, whatever name of church you want to name, name it. And not one of those places can save you. 
Did you hear what I said? Amen. No church building, Amen. no Amen. church organization can save your soul. The only soul salvation is going to come to accepting Jesus Christ as your personal soul, Savior and become a child of God. We're all God's creation, but we're not all God's children. That's why in the first scripture we said that God, in the one in the scripture we said that God chose the children of Israel, all the families of the earth. Everybody's not God's child. Everybody's not going to God's heaven. Might as well admit the truth. Now we all know when some people die and they have a funeral, they put them in heaven. Oh, he was such a good person. He helped this body. He helped that body. Being a good person does not equal eternal life. I can show you in the Bible. There's many, there was many good people. In fact, I'll even show you the people where there was God fair people and they still were lost. You say, What? That's right. That's right. There's many people in the Bible that were God-fearing people, but they didn't know God. They just feared God. There's many people that walk around today. They just fear God. But they don't know Jesus Christ and the pardon of their sins. They never accepted him, and they never will. That's shocking, right? But they still feel God. I know I told a story many times about uh, uh, R.W. Shamba. He was in a, in a city where he used to live and um, in Jersey. And one day he was walking. Uh, at a gas station, and a man drove up to, to get gas and stuff. He said, you the new preacher in town, new reverend in town? He said, yes. He said, I won't pay my tithes. He said, I don't remember seeing you in the church. He said, no. Uh, no, i never been there. He said, well, you coming, you coming to church? And he said, no, I ain't never coming to church. I don't go to church. He said, well, why are you giving me your tithes? He said, I'm supposed to pay my tithes. He said, well, but you don't go to church. And I say, why are you paying your tithe? He said, I'm supposed to pay my tithe. I don't want to be cursed. And Shabbat scratching his head like, wait a minute. You don't go to church. You don't want to be saved. And you pay your tithe? He said, yes. He went back to church and told the church, I don't get this. Here's a man that don't want to serve God, don't want to get saved. But he understands he's supposed to give God what belongs to God. You folks here. Jumping up and down, shouting, swinging from chandelier and carrying on, saying you love God and you won't even pay tithes or give a decent offering. And you say you love God. <laughs> and that's the problem with the church. You go to false prophets telling them, you give me a thousand dollars, God is going to give you ten thousand. And God just says, give him your first fruit or ten percent of your earnings. And give a love offering if you die. And do it from a, with a cheerful heart. You can't do that. I say send a love, love, send a donation. Go to the website and become a part of the help. Keep us on the air or something. You can't do that. All I say is just give us whatever. It's just on the website. You could give five dollars, ten dollars a month, or whatever you could give. It'll be a blessing to help the ministry stay on the air and help other people. Amen. But you can't do that. But you'll go to some of these other services when they said everybody can give a thousand dollars. God is going to bless you. God's going to bless you anyway, whether you give a thousand dollars or not. I'm just telling you the way it is. God's children supports his stuff. Amen. So let's read. It says, Ephesians 3:15 says, Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, everybody's named. One name. And that's through the name of God. That's the thing about God. We're all named after him. One family. 
God don't have two families. It's only one family. The whole family in heaven and the whole family living on earth. I don't know how many people in heaven, so I have no idea. He said the whole family. He didn't say something. He said the whole family in heaven and earth is under one name. Amen. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. Aren't you excited that you're under the name of God? See, you know, one of the problems today, people don't know who they are in God. That's one of the biggest problems. You need to get in that Bible. The Bible says, search the scripture. For them, you think you have eternal life. Many people testify that they had it and did not have it. Let's move on. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 5. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. Well, before we do it, let's go to, um, before you do that, go to John chapter, 1 John chapter 3. Go to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter, 1 John chapter 3, verse, wait. Verse 2. Hold on. Okay, look at that. Look at that verse. First John chapter 3. Verse 2. Now look what it says. Beloved. Now are we the sons of God, and if do yet appear, what we shall be, but when we, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Let me read it again. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and if do not yet appear, what we shall be, but what we know, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for he, for we shall be as he is. Family. We don't know. We don't know exactly what Christ Jesus looked like, uh, per se. I know many people told us taught that Jesus was a white guy. I'm point blank. I don't beat around the bush. I know everybody was told he's a white guy. And then, and then you got they get they have the picture of a white guy long uh, this long hair on his shoulders like this white hair uh, the, the, the hair that he has brown hair whatever it is and then it got the little heart and his heart open with a uh, his heart there in the picture it's all a lie Christ's heart wasn't shown when he was crucified number one it was hit on the side and nailed to that tree it was nothing to do with no heart that's a lie and he's not a white guy. I'm, I'm not racist. I'm just telling the truth. The Bible said his eyes are like fire. His hair was like, whoa, white folks, white Caucasian people do not have that kind of hair. Number two, he started, his family was from Egypt to Africa. So he was nowhere. There, there was no white folks. So they were brown and black. That's just the truth. But however, that's right. I tell it the way that I'm back my tongue. Man, I said pretending. People are indoctrinated with all kind of lies. The black church got black lies too. <laughs> they got lies going. 
But listen to this. The Bible says we'll know him as he is when he appears. But God honestly wanted us to focus on that more, that he is a spirit. God is a spirit, and they that worship him, they see, listen to this, they that worship him, worship me, live before him, bow before him and adore him, must do it in spirit and in truth. There you go. Not in color. Amen. Not in color. Racism runs, don't you know the racism runs wild in the United States and other countries? God ain't in that mess. They that worship God must worship in that spirit and show. You can go into church and they can teach about racism from start to finish. That's where it goes. Racism starts in churches and at home. Might as well tell the truth. Then it goes in the schools. The teachers are racist. If the parents are racist, everybody teaching this thing. There's a bunch of racists running around. They all going to hell, so it don't matter. Are they black, white, green, or orange? Look at that verse. Chapter 3, verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and if this not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I could go on and tell you a story about people seeing Christ as being a black man, a brown charcoal man. Now you're making it up. But that's not what's important. That's not, that's, that's actually irrelevant. What's important is that you accept him as your personal savior and worship God in spirit and in truth. I just come to pull covers of lies and corruption in the church. That's all that my job is to tell the truth and leave truth as truth. And not add nothing to it. Well, we're supposed to worship God in the spirit and the truth every single day, not someday. Amen. Not someday. Let's move on. Let's go to, I'll go back to Ephesians 1 and 5. Ephesians 1 and 5. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 says, listen to this. Now listen to this part. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ himself, excuse me, by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Let me read it again. This is what God has, has done. Having predestinated us, Unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. It was God's will. Did you hear that? It was God's will that we would get pick up the adoption as children through Jesus Christ back to God himself. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. See? Notice he ain't saying nothing about color. I've heard, yeah, when I used to be downtown in the city of New York when I was younger, and people used to get, a, get, get together from different ministries and churches and talk about God in the street on Wall Street. So people used to uh, come there with all kinds of different things, say all kinds of stuff. But the whole thing here is, 
God never cared about your race, your color, or your creed. He cared about your obedience to his word. Did you hear what I said? He cared about your obedience to his word, about accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior so you could be adopted as one of his children. We are adopted in, we are grafted in through Jesus Christ. Oh, it's not just for the Gentiles, it's for the Jews too. The original Jews, these Jews running around today, and the Gentiles that's running around today, we are all being grafted in into, through Jesus Christ, into the family of God. By the God of family. See, I don't understand God wanted his family back together again. The Bible said the angels rejoice when one person except Christ as their person to say, not how much money you give in the church. People really believe that. In the Catholic Church, they give you so much, give some money, they're going to pray you in the heaven or purgatory. Save your money. Nobody has power to pray you into nothing. They have no saving power. If you take time and blow the dust off your Bible and read it for yourself, you'll see that no one has this power to get you into heaven. Nobody but Jesus Christ. Not to heaven. Maybe, maybe where Buddha is or all these other guys are out of, not Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. You is only one way to get there. Me and my sisters were making a joke last night. I started making a joke with her while we were doing it last night, and we made a joke. I started singing that song about Sesame Street. I don't know if you remember the song about Sesame. Years ago, tell me how I could get how to get to Sesame Street. Can somebody tell me how, how to get to Sesame Street? Me and my sister were singing a song, and I said, I wish people would sing this song, because somebody please tell me how to get to heaven. When we were kids, we sang that song, How to Get to Sesame Street. And you know, when I was a kid, I used to watch the show Sesame Street, and I used to wonder, how do you get to Sesame Street? <clears throat> But today, people need to sing that song on how to get to heaven. <laughs> people need to sing that song on how to get to heaven. Not he looked up and I looked down or some stupid garbage. They, they make all kinds of songs about God to get to, and God is not even in it. This scripture here, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 says, Having predestinated unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure, good pleasure of God's will. God had good pleasure. Isn't that something? God had good pleasure in his will towards us. That we would be his children, that God don't think bad of us. I always quote that scripture, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered in the hearts of men to think that God has prepared for them to love him. Do you love God? I want to tell you something. When you love God, you'll love his work. You'll love good preaching. You'll love good teaching. You'll seek out and make sure the teaching is from the scripture. Not because some of the guys are famous preachers. Not because he sweats. 
<clears throat> or she sweats while she's preaching, while she's preaching and teaching, but that they're telling the truth. They're not sugarcoating it. I keep telling y'all people prosperity ministry is a lie from hell. It's not from God because prosperity is all talk through the Bible. If you just obey the Bible, you'll get temper prosperity. I told you no good thing, but he was hoping them to walk up brightly before him. Let's move on. Let's go to Ephesians 2.19. And we just about finished. Ephesians 2.19. Now listen to this one. Ephesians 2.19 says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. Isn't that something? Listen to this one more time. Let me read it one more time. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. Oh my God. We're no longer strangers. We're no longer knocking on the door. But now entering into the doctrine through Jesus Christ. We are now fellow citizens of heaven. We got to act like that. We got to walk like that. We got to talk like that. I ran into a relative on Friday night. And the minute I, when I seen him, when we were at the repast, he said the strangest thing to me, but it's a fact. Out of the blue, as soon as I walked up to him, he said, Bernard, the kingdom of God is within me. It took me aback. I haven't heard nobody say that. He said, the kingdom of God is within me. He had a big glow on his face. That's what he told me. I got to call him and talk to him. But he said, Bernard, the kingdom of God is within me. Just out of the blue. It was something to see. You had to see this for yourself. He had his arms stretched out. And when you see me come, he said, Bernard, the kingdom of God is within me. I was like shocked, stunned. Because you know why? People don't brag on God, nor his kingdom. No, they don't. They brag about them and what they got and what they don't have or all this other stupid nonsense. But he said, Bernard, the kingdom of God is within me. Now look at that verse again. Verse 19 said, now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, hallelujah, and the household of God. Woo-wee! You know, that, you, you got to understand what I'm saying here. This message is about the God of family. We just went through scriptures about his family. Isn't that something? We're part of his family. We're part of the family of God. Hallelujah. I know it sounds silly. It sounds like a silly message. It's nothing about you getting rich overnight, none of that kind of stuff. But it's about being part of the God of the family. Family. Being one of his children. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Why? You want me to tell you why? Because you can call on him in the days of trouble. That's like the scripture said, and he will deliver you when you don't strike. He said, It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. He could do anything. Glory, 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 glory. I'm telling you, beloved, I'm telling you, beloved, listen to this broadcast today. You got to become a part of the God of the family. You got to become one of his children. We're all born God's creation, but you got to accept Christ through the adoption to become a child of the living God. 
This is something personal, beloved. I'm not talking about the church of God. I don't care about that stuff. Many people follow this ministry and the Bible study I do and stuff. Many people from tons of different ministries. Many. I don't even know how many ministries people follow me. And I used to do Bible study at the house of Brother Olive House. We had people from, I think, five or six different churches. That God just did them. I ain't got nothing to do with it. Hespertillion, uh, Baptist. I, like, I don't care about all that stuff. That stuff don't faze me. In the beginning, you know, I was really interested in something. But you know what? I come to the conclusion. I'm not interested in what faith you come from. I'm interested in you getting faith in God and obtaining eternal life that you would be saved. Your religious affiliations, whether you're Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Muslim, atheist, I even have atheists come. So it doesn't faze me. I'm not interested in that. I can't change that you went to this church or that synagogue. You notice sometimes you hear me mention synagogue temple because there's people that love God everywhere. They just haven't brought in, been brought into his marvelous life. You could go to Holy Tabernacle to go straight to hell. You could have been taught the word of God backward, forward, and sighted. Except you accept Christ, you'll be lost. What's the matter to me? What matters to me that you accept Christ as your personal savior and become a part of God's family. That's what matters to me. That's what's most important. That's why I tell y'all, and listen to this broadcast if you can. Send us a testimony. Send us a prayer because so we know that you listen to what's going on. We can't, I can't pray for you directly if I don't know nothing about you. If you don't send me a prayer request, I can't pray for you. Say, oh, he don't even pray for me. I don't know nothing about you. How am I going to pray for you? It's just the truth. I want a person sending a prayer request and I can pray for them. If they don't send a prayer request, I can't pray for them. I don't know nothing about you. Amen. I say, oh, Lord, bless those that, listen, uh, bless the, uh, uh, that watch the broadcast, the podcast. But the truth is, if you have a direct prayer, I can't pray for you because you don't never send me an email or you don't you don't, you don't don't go to the website and send an email in or a prayer request or anything. You don't go to the website and check it out. You don't do none of that stuff. But if you did, I would know. That's why I tell you about becoming a partner, go to the website and stuff. I, yeah, I don't do that. Some of y'all don't do it at all. No, don't expect me to pray for you, but specifically pray for you and pray along with you or fast along with you if you never contact me through email. I don't want you to call me. I want you to send me through email. I get too many calls. People calling me all the time. I need you to send, go to the website, send in a prayer request or a testimony. That's what you need to do. And I can contact and I'll get back. Then you'll get a direct response. No, no, I just don't get a direct response. Because I get spam email, uh, text messages and stuff, and people calling me, and I don't answer the phone. Okay? So now you know. All right. Now, listen. If there's anybody here that don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, let's pray right now. Let's become part of the family of God. Let's get right with God and receive our blood. Let's allow you here. It's not a religious thing. I'm, this is fact stuff, real stuff. But for serious people, bow your head. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. Of all my sin, I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Come into my life. Save me right now. I thank you for dying on the cross and rising on the third day and sitting on the right hand of God. I thank you for allowing me and adopting me to become a part of the household of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, listen, like I said, also, I'm going to say this again. Um, and the upcoming week, I'll be adding the thing about the play that everybody's going to. If you want to go, 
information be there. You buy the tickets and stuff. No, it's not free because I'm not doing it at cost. Um, and also, you, know, you become a prayer partner, leave your prayer request and your testimony. I'll see you Wednesday night at 8.15 for Bible study. Those that come out to Bible study. I really love y'all guys, but y'all guys got to help me out here. Do your part. And watch God bless you. I'll see you next week.